0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And I want to welcome you to Calvary Live. And you just heard the number to call in and be a part of today's program. You can call in and ask questions or uh, give prayer requests. Let me give you that number again, and I'll repeat it throughout the program, 303-690-3000. So call in, and you can ask questions about the Bible or uh, current events. How do we look at those uh, things that we see going on around us uh, with a Christian worldview? Uh, maybe you got uh, questions about Christian living. Uh, we will seek God together. We will seek His Word and His truth. Uh, hopefully, we can get some clarity and understanding concerning your questions. So uh, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and I am your host for this afternoon, Jeff Figs, I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Usually on Monday, you are listening uh, to Nick Cady. He hosts the show, but I am filling in for him today. So, so blessed to be with you and to be a part of your uh, lives this afternoon. I want to welcome all of you, the Grace FM listeners, uh, all along the Front Range in Colorado, from Southern Colorado, down in uh, Pueblo and and. Fountain and parts of Colorado Springs, and then in northern Colorado from Castle Rock on up into southern Wyoming. Welcome to Calvary Live. So give me a call. This is really your show. This is an opportunity for you to be able to call in and ask questions and give prayer requests. I do want to give you another number, and that is another means, an opportunity for you to ask questions and text in um, a question or a prayer request is a text line, 720 So welcome to today's program. I'm looking forward to see what the Lord has for us. And um want to also welcome those of you on the East Coast. I am so blessed. So many of you have been calling in uh, that are listening on Hope FM and also on Truth FM, and You Are a Week Delayed. Uh, But you can call, and they will answer the phone as long as we have an open line, and uh, you can ask your questions or give your prayer requests. Uh, And so now's the time to grab one of those open lines at the beginning of the show, and let's see what the Lord has for us. You know, I was reading in in Job chapter 5. I want to share it with you before I came on the program. And Job writes, But as for me, I would seek God. And to God I would commit my cause who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He gives rain on the earth. He sends waters on the field. He sets on high those who are lowly and those who mourn are lifted to safety. And so this is a program where we can seek God together and uh, we can look to his word and we can go to the throne of grace in your prayer requests in time of need as Hebrews chapter 4 declares. and, uh, And we can... Uh, just uh, go to him uh, as his children. All together, there's power in prayer. And so I would encourage you, if you got uh, a prayer request to call in, and uh, we want to minister to you in that way. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air. We have open lines right now. And that text line, let me give it to you again, 720-336-0897 is... The number to call. You are listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I want to welcome all who are listening today. Let's go ahead um, and let's go to George in Greeley. George, George, George in Greeley. All right. Let's see. I guess he dropped. But George, if you get an opportunity, to call back. Um, go ahead and uh, give us a call and we'll see what we can do uh, to bring some um, understanding to the things that you're asking. All right. So, hey, let's go to the text line. Uh, we got open lines. Give us a call. And uh, one of the text questions is this. And, and, you know, we're into the month of November and the, the month of November, uh, we start thinking about the holidays. Uh, it's upon us. Now, with Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it can be a time of, of fun. It can be a time of uh, where we are to be thinking about being thankful, uh, we talk about being joyful, uh, we think about um, you know all those things that go with the holidays, but it can also be a very stressful time, and uh, it is a time where there 's a lot of baking, shopping, busyness. Uh, we're closing the year uh, here soon. And so what my prayer is, is that uh, we would be ones, especially for us as Christians, that we would keep our eyes on the Lord and that we would keep the priority of the Lord. And uh, But also we find ourselves this month that uh, actually tomorrow uh, that we have an election day. And there's uh, always a lot of concern. There's a lot of talk. It's It's weighing on everyone's mind. Uh, I, I hope that we take the opportunity to go out and vote. Uh, vote as the Lord leads us in voting. I think it's important for Christians to vote. But one of the the text questions that came in is, how can I keep from being stressed out by the elections? And, and I, I find that uh, to be... Uh, An important question, because it's probably a lot uh, of people are thinking about that. You know, how can I keep from being stressed? Uh, There may be um, a number of things that cause that stress. Or how can we keep from being stressed out after the election if things don't go the way that that we hope that they did? Uh, Because uh, there's a number of issues, perhaps even in Colorado here that um, really affect us in Well County, and and people are concerned. People are, are wondering. And I think the main thing is this, that, number one, that we keep our eyes on the Lord, that we keep our eyes on the things above, not on the things of this world, and uh, to understand that the Lord is the one that's in control. He sits upon the throne. And I think a good psalm to read is Psalm 33. That Let me read some of it to you, because I was reading this to the congregation, I think, last week. But uh, we are reminded that the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations, and blesses the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. And that is such a, a wonderful truth for us to know that God sits on the throne, he's in control. We need to be praying for our nation. I was just listening to my radio program uh, on Grace FM right before we went on the air. And um, and when I was teaching through Isaiah, just reminding us how we need to pray for our nation and that God's kingdom is going to last forever. And, and the nations uh, of the world uh, will pass away eventually. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, uh, I love our nation. I, I love my country. I know that I need to be praying, and all of us need to be praying for our nation because we are concerned the spiritual direction that we're going. But keep your eyes on the things above, and always keep in mind that we belong to a holy nation, that we belong to a kingdom that will last forever, and Jesus is going to establish his kingdom, and we're a part of that kingdom. So that will help us keep the right perspective and keeping our eyes on the Lord, and hopefully that will help. But let's go back to the phone lines Uh, Let's go to Nikki in Colorado Springs. Nikki? Yes. You're on Calvary Live.
4: Yes. uh, I was talking about my daughter is 18, and on Thursday she sends me a text and tells me she's married. Okay. And I'm a Christian, and my question is, how do I deal with that? Uh, The man is 21. I mean, he's 20. Uh, uh-huh. getting a text from your child being, saying that they're married and there was no right. discussion prior to the whole thing.
3: Right, to the marriage. right. Yeah, and Nikki, that is a difficult situation because I, I have daughters that are, you know, that are young and I can't imagine getting a text from them and saying, hey, Dad, by the way, I'm married. And, and I know it's disappointing and I know uh, it's not, Uh, what you would hope uh, the way it would go as your daughter gets married. Because we love our children. We think about the time they get married. Uh, We want them to marry somebody who's godly. Um, And um, she gave the text uh, that, you know, I'm married to somebody. Um, And the thing that you are to do, Nikki, is as disappointing as it is, is number one, you are to pray for her and pray for him as well. You keep lifting them up in prayer that God will touch their lives and and minister to them and draw them to himself. Uh he knows the situation. He knows everything that's involved. And and as a mother as well that you keep speaking the things of the Lord into her life and, and to uh your son-in-law now. And um and you keep praying. And I know it must be disappointing. I know it's very difficult, but you're in that place now that they're married and um at least what you're telling me and that you need to be just uh, praying and seeking the Lord and speaking truth into their lives as much as you can or and able to do that. Okay, Nikki?
4: (laughs) It's hard. I I mean, I hear you, and I understand, but also isn't there the consequences because it is not a blessed marriage, and it is not God's... I mean, I know people understand... What I understand about what God God joins together, no man can put it asunder. But the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't joined by God because it wasn't. Some they just went and signed a piece of paper. They didn't go before uh, a a pastor, or they didn't go before witnesses where they would, you know. So for me, that's how I look at it. How can you call that God's joined? Which, if if there was no or minister, or anything, all they did was sign a piece of paper and say, now they're married, I mean, legally, you
3: know. Yeah, and, you know, that's what a lot of people have that view of, well, there wasn't a pastor, or you know, it wasn't um, a Christian marriage, but they're still married, and that's the thing that you need to remember. And, um, you know, as we see that uh, in the Scriptures, it talks about marriage and a covenant of marriage— and we know that God's design is that, you know, uh, for a marriage that, um, that you know, he brings two people together, a man and a woman. And in this case, um, you're looking at the situation where I don't know if they went to Justice of the Peace or wherever they went to, but they're still considered Mary, Nikki. And, and that's the thing that's difficult. And you're in that place of praying for them. You're in that place of speaking truth to them. And in that place of of you know asking God to really draw them to themselves so they can understand what marriage is about and um and and really what God's intention of marriage he calls it a holy institution um he 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 you know we know the seriousness of marriage, but they are married and um, and that's the thing that, um, you know, is difficult for you, because it's not what you wanted for your daughter, it's not what uh, you had hoped, um, but it's reality. So keep them in prayer, and, and let's pray for them right now, Nikki, okay? Okay,
4: can I say something before we pray? He's sure. abusive and put her in the hospital, he's been in jail for beating her up, so that's where okay. I'm having issues. It's not like well, absolutely. My he wasn't uh, an abusive man. I mean, she's been in the hospital so many times because of him.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. And and the thing is she needs to be in a place where she is safe. Um there there's no uh you, you know for somebody to, to stay in a place where they're in danger. Um they need to be in a place where they're safe and they need to use the governing authorities. Um, as Romans 13 says, that they're in place, and um, sh- she needs to use that and not be afraid to call the police and you know to file reports. And but she needs to be in a place that's safe. And I can understand that is a concern um, that obviously that y- you have. And um, she needs to be safe. She she needs to be safe because we're not called to bondage. We're called to peace, and no one is called to be abused physically in that way at all. Amen. Okay, Okay, yes. Nikki? Okay. Let's pray. Father, this is a very difficult situation, and and Lord, um, in light of, of what is being said, I just pray for Nikki's daughter that she is safe, um, that the abuse would stop, that she would use the means that are available to her to be able to stop that abuse. I pray that you would intervene. I pray for her husband, that you would... Touch his heart that he would repent from this. That you would, Lord, uh, work a miracle. And I pray for Nikki as she's very concerned. I pray that you would uh, give her wisdom, give her strength, give her courage, and Lord, uh, to be able to to help and to speak truth into their lives. So, Lord, we just lift this very difficult situation up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Hey, Nikki,
3: what? be praying. Okay.
4: Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you so much.
3: Okay, all right. Hey, let's go to back to George from Greeley on line one. George.
4: Yes, hi. Hey, Pastor. George. How,
3: How, are are you? hi.
4: How are you? I'm doing good. How are you?
3: I I'm good. You?
4: Good.
2: Um, I have a question about I don't know. Troubled by um, people in my church leaders left because. Our pastor's wife left with somebody in the church, and then he's back and the pastor forgave him, but he lost a prayer for him, I guess,
3: yeah, and hey, George, you kind of broke up, but I kind of get the gist of what you're saying, and um just difficult situation of the pastor's wife and he forgave, and you know, not knowing the whole situation and, and all of that. Um, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's something that it's unfortunate. Um, you know, the Bible talks about that pastors and elders are to, um, to be ones that, you know, have their home in submission. Um, but, you know, we don't know all the circumstances. She left um, with somebody else or whatever. It's unfortunate. Does that disqualify him? Um, you know, that's open to debate. But, you know, I would be praying for him and And let's pray for him because I'm sure he's hurting, it's difficult to come back. Um, it, it's the right thing to do is forgiveness is needed, um, but there's also a lot of hurt, I'm sure that's in the church, and um, you know a lot of questions that are there and I pray that the leadership would have wisdom. so Father, I do pray for George as uh, we don't know all the situation George does, and I just pray that. He gets some clarity and understanding from the leadership that they would have wisdom to be able to minister that wisdom in in this situation. And, Lord, um, it's very difficult when the shepherd, uh, when uh, the marriage has gone astray, when there's uh, divorce, when there's a leaving. And so, Lord, I do pray that um, you would be with them and help them in this difficult time in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Okay, George? Yes, okay, you bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry that you guys are dealing with that. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. I'm Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel. And a couple difficult situations that we're praying about as we start to show, but let's go to Chris in Denver. Hi, Chris.
2: praying about as we start to show, but let's go to Chris in Denver. Hey, hey. Hello, how are you doing?
3: Good, Chris, how are you?
2: Good, good. Uh my question is uh in the beginning was uh or it says uh that all um, in John's gospel um in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Uh that um all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. So, um in the beginning in uh, Genesis um Was Jesus the one that was speaking, let there be light, and uh, speaking creation
3: into existence? Yeah, in Genesis, of course, Jesus is eternal. He was there in the beginning, he's the creator. The New Testament comes along, as you read in Colossians, that, you know, as you quoted, that uh, he created all things, there was nothing that wasn't uh, created by him. And so, you know, as God said, let there be light, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I believe, uh, if I am right, Chris, that uh, God is um, through this, In and I want to double-check that God is in the plural, um, that it, it's not that there's three gods, but there's one God, and yeah. Elohim, I believe it is. So, kind of like...
2: And, um, Uh, Let us make a man in our image according to our likeness.
3: Exactly. That, that I think, is a reference to the Trinity. Um, Sometimes people will ask, is there a reference to the Trinity in the Old Testament? And that's one that you just quoted, that let us make man in our image. Isaiah chapter 6. Remember that um, God said, who will go for us? Go
2: for us, and whom shall we send?
3: And whom shall we send, exactly. So Isaiah, and it's interesting too, Chris, because all through Isaiah, particularly in the second part of Isaiah, that uh, Isaiah is declaring the words of the Lord, and the Lord repeatedly says, there is one God, there is no other God. There is no other God. There is one God beside me, there is none other. Uh, I'm the one who declares the end from the beginning, and it's interesting the references that Isaiah also makes that God says that I'm the first and the last. Who else said that? Jesus said that in the book of Revelation, yeah. that I'm the first yeah. and the last. Um, he he also says that I will come and I will uh, reward those you know who have done my work. Jesus says that in Revelation chapter 22. So there's all these references that Isaiah to God, the one God, there's none other, that we also know that Jesus uh, has those same claims. So, um the trinity is seen and um I believe that we're on the right track as we talk about these things.
2: Okay, So um back to the beginning is it um is it Jesus speak speaking creation into existence or the trinity because it was like the, hear, the the spirit was hovering over the waters.
3: Yeah, you know he he he's the creator. You know God's the creator. Um, okay. You know, and it, the earth was uh, without form and void. It's interesting there too. It says when God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Some believe that that's speaking of Jesus, and um, okay. because, you right he saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light and darkness. And then it was later on that he created right the sun, and um. So uh that light was the the glory of God was the the Jesus Christ but he said let there be light of course Jesus is the light of the world um so there you go so yeah those are good okay. questions Well so, thank you so much I appreciate it Hopefully I helped with that a, a little bit but it, I think the important thing for you know our listeners is to to understand that Jesus is the creator that there was nothing that was created that wasn't, you know, created by him. He he created everything. Sometimes some of the the cults will come along and say, "Well, Jesus was created and then he created everything else." And we know that to be false. So, um in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth Elohim. So, good question. Appreciate it.
2: All right, and just to f- follow up, um you know, uh, well, the Old Testament's concealed, and then Jesus is revealed in the New Testament, and Jesus uh, said that, you search the Scriptures, and these are they that testify of me. Right. So, uh, so um, those are, like, um, in the Old Testament, uh, like, uh, are there, uh, I mean, there's the Christophanes that are, were Right. Uh, uh, Would that be something that would be testifying of Jesus, yeah. you know, like a, yeah. a foretelling?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the, the things about going through the Old Testament is that we see that it does speak of Jesus. And that, that's what he's telling the religious leaders, search the Scriptures, they speak of me. Not only in the prophecies, but also in the you know Christophanies, and then also in the typology. For example, the tabernacle, right, Chris? The tabernacle that we see that there's only one door into the tabernacle and that's where the presence of god was was in the tabernacle and jesus comes along and says i am that door um we know that um that you know as as we look at certain things it does speak of jesus it points to jesus it's all fulfilled in jesus and that's the wonderful thing about going through the old testament it's just we it reminds us of jesus the pictures the typology of jesus that are there, and it does speak of him, in the prophecies, in the Christophanies, of course, uh, also in the typology that is there. And that's what makes it so wonderful for us as Christians to be able to study the Old Testament and see that it does testify of Jesus.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. May the Lord bless you.
3: Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you calling. Okay, bye-bye. Good question. Thanks, Chris. Hey, good questions. Good questions. questions, and it blesses me, because it tells me that people are studying their Bibles, and they're asking these questions, and so um, give me a call, 303-690-3000. I'll do my best to answer those questions, and we'll go to God's Word together and and look at it and talk about the things of the Lord. Hey, let's go to Lawrence in uh, um, line three. Lawrence?
2: Yes. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Pastor. I have a prayer request. We had a a tragedy in the family, and uh, I just want to ask the Lord and and maybe ask your viewers to pray for my daughter and my granddaughters and uh, the family that lost their son, and I just uh, would hope that uh, the Lord would touch them and and, uh, heal them, comfort them, you know, I just called for prayer, Pastor.
3: Was it your daughter that lost her husband?
2: Yes. Okay,
3: I am so sorry for all of your loss and for her loss. I appreciate and for that. The two, you know, two daughters and father, I do pray for for Lauren's daughter who lost her husband, um, two girls. I pray for comfort and strength especially during this time where the holidays are coming. It can be very, very difficult. And Lord, I just pray that you which is uh bring the comfort that they need cuz you're the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations. And Lord, even in that time, as Paul would write in Second Corinthians, when we're pressed beyond measure, um, and Lord, I'm sure that they are. Lord, I also pray that, as David wrote, that when my heart is overwhelmed, I can cry out to you, Lord, and that as, as they do, that you would bring the comfort that they need right now, day by day, in strength. And Lord, during this process of grieving, that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. Um, just be with the girls, be with um Lawrence daughter, be with him and all of the family, those affected by this, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that.
3: Absolutely. We're gonna be praying, Lawrence, okay? Thank you. Okay. Hard, hard. You know, one of the things that it is a hard, hard journey is is when somebody very close to us passes away. We do have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, but we still grieve, and it's very difficult. And, and so we want to continue to pray for Lawrence. And uh, for those around us that are going through loss, I know that uh, I've talked to some this week that have gone through tremendous loss, and I'm so sorry. And um, And uh, we want to keep praying the Lord's comfort for them. Hey, we're getting ready to um, uh, to go to a break, 303-690-3000, is the number to call. And uh, we're going to pick up the phone calls And just a little bit on the other side of the break. I know there's a few that's waiting. And also the text line, 720-336-0897. You are listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs on this morning. I'm filling in for, or this afternoon, that is, filling in for Nick Katie. Um And so give us a call. Be a part of the show. So 303 690 3,000 is the number to call. So um, we'll be right back and we'll pick up the phone calls on the other side of the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday afternoon and so blessed to be with you. You heard the number. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 to be on the show. You can text in a question or prayer request, 720-336-0897. And let's go to Bianca. She's been waiting. Bianca?
1: How are you doing?
3: I am good. How are you? It's good to hear from you.
1: I'm blessed. The Lord has really been blessing me, and I just praise him for that. But I do have a prayer request for just all of the nations, as there has just been a lot of chaos, and I know it's a sign of the last days that the whole world's going to be just in chaos, and I would also like us to, while we're praying for the world, pray for Israel, too, as I have made this month Pray for Israel month, so we are praying for Israel every single day of this month. So for those of you that want to join me in praying for Israel, you can also join me throughout this month as well.
3: Okay, all right. Let's do that, Bianca. Father, I thank you that we live in a, a nation that you have blessed. And, and Lord, we do pray for um, just the state of our nation. There's a lot of division. Um, there's confusion. Um, and Lord, we have an election. And Lord, we know that's important. And Father, I pray for our nation that most of all, there's a battle for the soul of our nation that you would pour out your spirit, that we would be a nation that would turn away from our sins, that we would recognize their need for you. Even as David wrote, that some trust in horses and chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord. This was a nation that was founded uh, on the principles, godly principles of our forefathers. Uh, It's always been known as a Christian nation until recently. And so, Lord, it saddens us. And we just pray for... Um, Lord, you're the one that sits those in authority for your purposes. And again, we we ask that um, you would work mightily. We pray that our leaders would turn to you, recognize um, how we need your wisdom. We need your direction. And Lord, we lift up our nation to you, knowing that um, as there is a battle for the soul of this nation, it's going to be won. Uh, by turning to you, it's going to be won by a nation recognizing that we need to turn away from our sins, and Lord, that uh, we would remember that as uh, we have the privilege of this process of the, um, you know, going to the booths and and uh, being filling out our uh, ballots and stuff. Uh, but Lord, our strength is in You, and Lord, that we wouldn't forget that we are forgetting that. So we just lift all this up to You that we trust in you, that you would work powerfully um, for this nation. Um, And, Lord, that you would bring people to you, draw them to you, The church would be strong and stand for righteousness and stand for what's true, Lord. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks so much. And don't forget to be praying for Israel this month.
3: Okay. Thank you, Bianca. Appreciate it. Let's go to Maria in Aurora, or Marie. Is it Marie?
1: Hi, it's Marie.
3: How are you, Marie?
1: I'm not well. I'm sick, okay. like for the umpteenth yeah. time again this year, and this one is just—it's uh, laying me out. Yeah. I—I have—I had to leave work early today. Because I couldn't, I couldn't even just talk with a customer without going into a coffee and i And I'm so tired of being sick. Yeah. And I'm so tired of being sick and tired.
3: Yeah, I bet you are. And, you know, mer- yeah,
1: be
2: and
3: be let's, let's pray for healing. Uh-huh.
1: I said, yeah, I said pretty much the only thing I've been saying lately is I just want to breathe. Is that too much to ask?
3: Yeah, and so, Father, we do pray for Marie. I pray for my sister, and it is hard. She had to leave work. Her throat is hurting. Um, I, I can tell in a raspy throat, but I thank you that she has the strength to call in. So we come together, and right now we ask for your healing touch because you care. You care about us, and you care everything about us. And you care about those who are asking for strength from uh, a throat that hurts or a cold or sinuses or whatever the case may be. I pray that you would heal every cell in her body, that you would help her to regain her strength because she feels weak. And and Lord, I pray that she'd be able to get back to work. And Lord, that you would just do that work in her and through her. So Lord, uh, touch her. Bring healing to her. Strengthen her in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
1: And thank you.
3: Marie, we're going to keep praying, okay?
1: Of course, thank you.
3: Okay, God bless you. Uh, We're in that time of the year where colds and and flus and, and coughs and What was kind of weird this summer is I got two colds this summer, and I never get colds in the summertime. And it seems like there's nothing worse than getting a summer cold, but it is hard. And when, you know, my throat hurt and and all of that. So, Marie, we're going to be praying for you for God's strength um, that, you know, and for all those who are going through, you know, this time of the year, please call in for prayer. We'll be happy to pray with you. And the Lord cares about it when we have a cold, He cares about it if we have cancer. Um, and we can go to the throne of grace in time of need. Well, let's go to Allison in Loveland. Allison? Yes,
5: hi. How are you? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. uh, Thanks for taking my call. I had called in. um, uh, I had heard Nikki's prayer request earlier, and I'd gone Mm -hmm. through a similar situation with my daughter, and it was Probably the hardest thing I've ever had to go through, but just kind of uh, to tag on an encouragement as you had prayed for her, and um, I would just tell Vicky from my own hard experience of seeing my daughter get in very young to a very abusive relationship and leave home at seventeen and get pregnant. Um, by a young man, and neither of them uh, wanted anything to do with God, and it was very hard. And I yeah. think the hardest thing for me was to get over um, the hurt and the betrayal and just, you know, my own my own flesh of being so hurt by it. But just to right. encourage Vicky that, as you said, just never stop praying. I've seen my daughter now four years after all this, she's divorced. I have um, an over th- uh, three-year-old grandson who's precious. Um, she mm. uh, did have to go to a safe house. He abused her, and we got the call at one in the morning or whatever. But right. just to encourage Vicki that that her daughter will need her and and to not sever the relationship with her daughter. Right. She doesn't have to condone any negative abusive behaviors, but just to to keep loving her and keep praying that God will show her opportunities to love her through this, because she... Her daughter will need her, <laughs> and yeah. um, and you never you never want to watch your child go through something so horrible that could have been prevented because they were yeah. wanting to do it their own way. But yeah. how God has used this sad situation, my daughter has learned some really tough, hard lessons, and now she's 21, and she's learned the hard way. She wanted to mm-hmm. take the long field trip, if you will, but we've seen fruit from it, and now wow. she's reaching out to us more, and we have a relationship with our grandson. So just that, that prayer and just keeping, thank you. Uh, just keep on loving.
3: <laughs> yeah, Allison, thank you. You you said it very well. You expressed it very very well, and I, I think you brought up a very important point that struck me is is that Nikki's daughter is going to need her, and um, she needs to get to a place where it's safe. Uh, you've gone down this road, this journey, and um, and maintaining that relationship. And so, um, you know, we need to keep praying. And I'm sure that there are others that are listening that may be in a similar situation or disappointed. You know, one of the things that we're seeing is our young people being pulled into the world and pulled away from the Lord in different ways. Um, and uh, it's so important as parents, because I got a call— Uh, from someone a couple weeks ago, and it it really kind of touched my heart. Um, They uh, have a child that uh, is an adult that has gone, you know, grew up in a Christian home, going to church, but uh, is now pursuing the world and and the things that are a part of that. And and the mom was asking, um, should I just accept that's the way it's going to be? And um, that's it? Or should I keep praying? And I always um, want to remind parents, and you have reminded us, Allison, to keep praying, to keep praying for your, your child, to keep that relationship. And it's painful and it's hard um, to see our kids go through something like that. Um, but they're, you know, the time's going to come, hopefully, where they're going to need us and they're going to come to us. And um, and that's what we pray for Nikki's daughter. It, it reminds me so much of, in a different way, the prodigal son. Uh, it reminds me in this way, because the prodigal son went out and lived after the world. But the father, um, when he came, ran to him. And I really believe that that father, every day, went to the edge of the road, was looking for his son to come back. and And we need to keep praying for our kids and we need to keep praying and lifting them up to the Lord because they go through tremendous uh, hurts and difficulties. And I have four adult kids and I can't imagine my daughter going through something like that, but um, keep praying, keep lifting them up because Allison, you're so right in the words of encouragement that you just gave. So thank you for that.
5: Oh, well, thank you. If you wouldn't mind lifting up a prayer for my daughter, Kat, she was 14 when we adopted her from a Russian orphanage, but and there's signs that she's softening towards, you know, being more open to receiving Jesus, and I just know that He's got a plan for her. It might be years down the road still that she totally comes to receiving Him, but I, I just pray knowing that God hears our prayers. So.
3: Absolutely, Allison. And Father, we do pray for Kat. We lift her up to you. We pray that you would soften her heart. And Lord, that you would draw her to yourself and that she would understand that you love her and that you um, sent your son to die on the cross for her, for her sins, to have access and, and relationship with you, Father, is possible through Jesus Christ. I thank you for Allison and her heart, her heart for her children, um, for Kat. And we lift Kat up to you for you to touch, to take the blindness away that may be there, um, that you would just, um, Lord, touch her with your Holy Spirit in drawing her. So, Lord, we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you so much. God
3: bless. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate your call. There's great encouragement and, you know, a reminder for us as parents that we hurt for our kids, but keep praying for them. Keep lifting them up. So, all right, let's see who's next on the, um, what we have here. So, um, Kayla, she had a question. I think Kayla dropped, though. Kayla, are you there? Are you still with me? How are you, Kayla?
4: I'm fine. How about you?
3: I am good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Yeah. What can we do for you?
1: I was asking or wanting to ask a question about the topic of sharing the faith, evangelism, witnessing to the lost, because it seems Uh quite a a realm that gets hindered in, in a lot of us here in this country when it comes to sharing our faith, with, and there's a lot of factors involved with that, for sure. I was wanting to ask you what your experience and growth, your growth experience yeah. has been with, with sharing with people who don't know Christ and, and testimonies you might have.
3: Yeah, and and... Yeah, I think that's a good question, Kayla, because I think we all need to be encouraged in that. We want to share our faith with others, but we're not quite sure how to. Um, I was always one that, uh, first of all, in being a witness, uh, to understand this, that a witness is not just with words that we speak, but also with the way that we live our lives. So when it comes to the people at work, when it comes to our neighbors, when it comes to um, others that are linked to us in our lives— I think, first of all, it's very important that they see something different than just you know the world in us. That they, they see something of Christ in us in the way that we speak, in the way that we um, you know, conduct ourselves, our behavior, our faith, our purity. Um, that they understand that, that we're not um, you know, just full of the world and the philosophy of the world but there's something that is um that is hopefully appealing to them and oftentimes that will open up the door then to say hey what makes you tick you know what's different about you there's a light in you there's wisdom in you that is not you know seen in the world or that we're used to seeing and then that opens up the door to be able to share with people but i think also um kayla the other thing too is is just being in prayer that lord um i want to be able to share with others faith and you open up those doors because he's the one that opens doors that no man shuts and he shuts doors that no man opens and and it's amazing how the lord will lead us to those divine appointments and and you know those doors that open up uh, perhaps um it's kind of like um you know somebody will will make a comment about god or wondering about god and maybe that's you know an opening to be able to share um so it it's just those opportunities to be able to share your faith uh with others and um to to really be able to um you know not be afraid to do that when opportunity comes but you know just as the lord leads and uh, and for some people it's harder than others Uh, For me, my testimony was um, I was a very shy person Um, when, you know, I was in college. When I got out of college, I I was kind of a loner in a way, um, Kayla. Um, uh, You are calling from Colorado Springs. I lived actually for seven years up in Black Forest there in a cabin all by myself and uh, after college. So, you know, um, the Lord really had to work in me. Um, to you know, give me, you know, just growing me and helping me not to be afraid to share and not to be afraid to say hello to somebody <laughs> and yeah, say God bless you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and I think it's a work that He does. And as we pray for the people around us, I think He opens up the door. And I've always been one that um, I've looked for those opportunities to share my faith. Um, I I, I always wanted to be one that um, you know, I wanted people to see the reality of Jesus by the way I live my life as well. And, um, it's kind of like Daniel, you know, uh, in between chapter four and chapter five of Daniel, you remember the story that, uh, Belshazzar is having this feast and, um, you know, the, the handwriting on the wall and all of that. And then they call for Daniel. Well, at, from the time that you last hear from Daniel in chapter four to chapter five, it's about twenty years. And Daniel, I'm sure, was we know that he was praying. We know that he was one that um continued to um I'm sure that he had a uh, was Yeah, he was ministering. He he I, I he probably had a school of prophecy that was there. You can tie that in to the Magi coming mm-hmm. from the east and all that. But after 20 years, they finally called him out and he interpreted the handwriting on the wall. And sometimes, when you're least expected, you know, days go by, weeks go by, that people will call you because they know that there's something, an excellent spirit within you. That's what they saw in Daniel. That, you know, the Queen Mother came out and said, He has the wisdom of God. You need to listen to him. And of course, Belshazzar was, you know, his heart was not right. Um, but may people see an excellent spirit within us and to be able to very lovingly and and, and um, very um, directly just be able to share our faith with others, what Jesus has done for us, what he means for us, and that he loves you and speak in grace into their lives. And I think that's something that the Lord will help you at those moments that you have opportunity to do it.
1: Amen. So,
3: does that help Kayla? And, and you know, one of the things I pray as Christians that we would give the gospel. Um, and that's one of the things that's really on my heart. We need to give the gospel. We need to give people Jesus. That's um that's what we're to to be about in, in opportunities that we have and be sensitive to that. Because I've heard Christians say, Well, you shouldn't really share your faith. Or, you know, people don't want, you know, the, the gospel preached to them. Listen, we need to give the gospel to others and be that light. And, you know, we can talk about a lot of other things, but the hope for anyone, for any of us, is Jesus Christ and him crucified. And to be able to share that with others, God has called us to do it, and, and to also live the gospel. That they see the reality of Jesus, they're not going to see perfection, right, Kayla? They they're not going to see that, mm-hmm. but they should see something of the reality of Jesus, that He's real to us. Because I'll tell you what, I think people are confused, and I think people are wondering, and they're desiring to hear truth, and we have truth to give to them, and um, so let's give it to them, and let's pray about opportunities to do that. So, good right. question, Kayla. Amen. And, and I'm sure that those that are listening out there, they probably, you know, they probably got, you know, great practical ways of sharing faith and their testimonies, but just be open to share every day in those divine appointments that the Lord makes for us and, uh, Lord, to be used in that way. So.
1: Okay. Sounds good. <laughs>
3: hey, Kayla, can I, can I pray? Let's pray for all of us here that are listening. That we would be able to do that. And Father, I thank you for Kayla's question. And and um about sharing our faith and and it it can be a difficult thing uh, and uh, to share with those at work or, or neighbors or even family members, old friends. But Lord, give us the courage to do that and and looking for those opportunities. We want to be light to others because we know that the hope for anyone is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God for salvation for all who believe. And as Christians, we want to declare the gospel. We don't want to ignore it. We don't want, to, don't want to make excuses for it. We want to share it. So Lord, help us to do that. And and to to not only share the gospel with words, but to live the gospel, that people would see the reality of Jesus in us. There's something different about us, the light and love of Jesus Christ. And and to to know that that we're not of this world, we're in the world, but but to be able to display God's wisdom and His love to others, and reaching out to this this dark world, because we are called to be the light of the world, and so Lord use us in that way, especially with the holidays coming up, Lord, um, that we would be able to to tell people that Jesus Christ came to this world for a purpose, and that is to die for sinful humanity. And so help us to proclaim that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Kayla. Yeah. Kayla, one yeah. of the things mm-hmm. that it just kind of reminded me of is, you know, we're entering into that season of, of Thanksgiving and, and of Christmas, and I really press our people you know, invite somebody out to the Christmas services because we give the gospel. We give the gospel at all our services. Yes. But more people are open to come uh, at, at Christmas yeah. and Easter yeah. than any other time of the year. And sometimes okay. as Christians, we kind of cop a little bit of an attitude of, well, those C&E Christians or people. Okay. You know, okay. hey, it's okay. You know, God can use that. But even now, those who are listening You know, pray about who you're going to invite to those services. If they come earlier, you know, invite them. If there's a Thanksgiving Eve service, we have a Thanksgiving Eve service here that, you know, is really crowded and invite somebody to that or Christmas Eve services. I do a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. You know, those are opportunities for them to come that maybe normally they wouldn't come to church. And um, so, you know, just praying about how we can. Reach out to them and share with others, and uh, get them to hear the gospel. and And I think that's a a great place to start. Right.
1: Agreed.
3: <laughs> All right, Kayla. Thank yeah, you for thank calling. You so I appreciate it. Thank you
1: too.
3: All right. I believe we have open lines. We got a little bit of time that is left. I am going to go to the text because there is a text question that came in that um, that um, and, and it has to do with you know, the election and our nation and all of that that we need to pray for. But it's a great question. It's, hi, have a question about prophecy of the rapture. If America is such a great nation of the world, why isn't it mentioned in the Bible? And I talked about this very thing uh, last year in our New Year's Eve Prophecy Update, and it was a message titled, uh, A Nation Not Mentioned. And I would encourage you to get online, calvarychapelgreeley.com, Go to our archives and you can pull it up. But the United States really is not specifically mentioned in end time prophecy, and we don't know why. Um, it, it's you know it is we're a great nation, um, and we don't know why that we're not specifically mentioned. Maybe there's a mention of us uh, uh, of protesting Ezekiel thirty eight, but we don't even know if it that is a reference. To us, the United States and the Western nations, but uh, that concerns me. That the United States is not mentioned. Israel's is mentioned, Europe is mentioned, China, you know, the the Eastern Bloc uh, nations. Uh, this, you know, kings of the East are mentioned, but nothing really of the United States or you know Canada or the the, the Western nations. And we're not really sure why. But we do need to be praying for a nation, and we need to be praying because the Lord is gonna come back and um there's a, a number of scenarios that could happen we don't know uh, and um but we do need to be going to the Lord you know um you know closing here today, I was reading from the book I was sharing with somebody today that came in from Sephaniah that is an old Testament book, only three chapters, and Sephaniah was ministering during the time of uh, um, uh, of Josiah, who was the last of the good kings, right before they went into the Babylonian captivity. And there was you know, uh, a revival that took place, but it was more of uh, reforms that took place outwardly than revival that took place inwardly in the people. And Sephaniah is is warning the people. He He's telling them that judgment is going to come because of the sins of Manasseh. They are going to go off into captivity. But he is reaching those that uh, would listen and those who would get saved. And, and that's what we are to do. I don't know what's in store for this nation. People ask me all the time, is God going to judge this nation? Um, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, uh, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. And I do know this, that the Lord loves this nation and that we need to be praying for our nation. And that it is righteousness that exalts a nation. It's a sin that brings a reproach to a nation and to a people. And that um, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but we need to be praying. And the Lord's coming back. And um, we need to keep our eyes on him. And and we need to be like Zephaniah that was given that message of the Lord. And he would say in his third chapter that the Lord, your God, is in your midst. The Mighty One will save and he will quiet you with his love and rejoice over you with singing. So keep praying for a nation. Hey, thanks for calling in. Great show today. I'll see you tomorrow at the same time. God bless you.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.